This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. You're listening to the Kitchen Confession podcast with Chef Mary Mamalidi. Although a lot of people are like, oh, come on, TikTok, how do you take these people seriously? The way we have to think of TikTok is it's encouraging people to cook. So even if it is that viral feta pasta that you've seen a million times over and that you're bored with, do you know how many people in my feed made that pasta? And they were just excited to try it. That got you in the kitchen. And there's no way that I'm going to look at that and say, oh, TikTok is so annoying because it's getting more and more people to cook. It's making cooking accessible. These short videos give people this feeling that they can accomplish it too. That's Vijaya Selvaraju. She's a cooking expert on the Maryland Dennis Show, tastemaker at Tastemate, and a YouTube creator. Hey, Vijay, thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, Mary. It's such a treat to be here with you this morning. Okay, I am so excited to get started. So let's dive in. Let's get to know more about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and why you chose food as a career. I've always loved food. I've loved food ever since I was a little girl. And in my family, specifically my mom's side of the family, there has always been this huge emphasis on great food and creating great food at home. And my mom grew up in India and I would hear all of these amazing stories of how her mom or her dad would go to the market and bring bushels and bushels of all of these amazing veggies um, home and like, you know, put together these fantastic meals that were just so gosh darn tasty. (laughs) There was no other way to put it. You know, it was just, and the one, one little story I'll share with you is uh, my, my mom's, my mom's grandma, when she was a little girl, um, took my, my grandma to a market in India, where a gentleman a gentleman had a green snake in his bag. And the, the old wives' tale was, if you ran your right hand along the length of that green snake, that, that that hand would allow you to become a great cook and would bless you with the ability to cook really well. And so, so my, my grandma did that. And then in turn, when my mom was little kid they took her to a market and somehow there was another man with another green snake no way she did the same and my mom you know has a catering business that she's had for over 25 years now like a successful south indian catering business she's an excellent cook thankfully uh i didn't have i didn't have to endure the same fate because i am tremendously (laughs) afraid of snakes that's why Um, I gasped when you said snake because I am that is my oh my gosh yeah worst nightmare right yes yes and so you know so there was this sort of like ongoing tradition or like this ritual or what have you not that anyone takes it seriously but it was just something to do and you know my my mom's side of the family had uh you know like so many great cooks uh, that were able to put meals together so simply, so deliciously. And, you know, something that my mom always says is the sign of a great cook is someone who knows how to season with salt. If salt was the only bit of seasoning that you had on hand, you can really tell how great someone is in terms of cooking uh, 
um, in the way that they season with salt. I was actually born in India. My dad was actually working in West Africa, um, in Togo and Cameroon. So there was a period of time where I grew up in Cameroon before we came here to Canada. And so you can imagine with all these sort of travels and influences, you know, what we ate at home was quite eclectic. So we're South Indian from um, the state of Tamil Nadu. My dad is from a place called Tanjaur. My mom is from Madurai. Uh, we eat South Indian cuisine at home, but because of all these other sort of international influences, we would have so much variety around our dinner table. So one night would be like Chinese night and my mom would make us like an entire spread. And then again, living in West Africa, my mom learned the art of barbecue there, which is so unique and so delicious. And to this day, we are one of our favorite meals is uh, my mom's West African barbecue green chicken. So again, oh gosh, that sounds uh, good. <laughs> it's, a, it's really tasty stuff. So, you know, we were very fortunate as little kids to be exposed to those flavors so young. And I think it was just that interest that I saw in my mom that was passed on to me. And, you know, growing up, I would watch more cooking shows than I would actual cartoons. And I would just like absorb everything um, in terms of the food knowledge through osmosis. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because you're so young, you you can't really apply those skills as of yet in the kitchen, though my mom would let me sort of tiptoe into the kitchen to see what she was doing. She was sort of one of those moms that would, you know, like how nowadays everyone says, get your kids involved in food. The more involved they are in the food, the more they'll want to eat it. <laughs> uh, my mom was sort of the, I'm like, because I was so keen on helping and learning, uh, she just figured she could do it in a fraction of the time. So it's, it was sort of like, go away. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there because <laughs> yeah, it was the like, same in our household. It was yeah. the same thing. <laughs> they would give you like a make busy project here, here, stir this exactly. for five hours. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but we were essentially getting, getting in their way. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so my mom, so, you know, it's funny enough, uh, but she did, we, we did help out a lot. So like when my mom started her catering business, she started it from home. And so we have like, you know, like pictures and stuff like that of uh, my brother and I sitting there helping her package the goods and all of that sort of stuff. So, you know, we got a taste of what it was like to run a food business from a very young age. And we, that was, that was how we contributed. See, and I love that story because everything food related was always at the forefront of everything you did. So it was mixed into your everyday life. And to this day, to this day, our entire lives are, Evolve around food. And I feel so fortunate. Even as I was going through school, I was thinking to myself, I think around nine or 10 years old, oh, I want to be a chef. Did you do the pretend cooking show? Oh, oh God, all the you time. Know <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and you know what? Back in the day, at least now, if someone were to do something like that, it's like considered somewhat normal. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can only imagine like I would be in the kitchen and I'm like, okay, and we're going to chiffonade the basil, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> you know, like using all these like fancy culinary terms. Your parents are looking around like, who is she talking to? Who is she talking to? Right. <laughs> but it's so it's so crazy to me because, you know, like I have like these pinch me moments where like I think to myself, wow, like I didn't know it then. Um, but I was practicing 
for the career that I was going to have like many, many, many years down the road. But who knew, right? Like who knew? Wow, you just gave me goosebumps. It's true. It was almost like a premonition of what was going to to come. Are you up for a quick game of this or that? I love games, so let's go for it. <laughs> Oreos, original or double stuffed? Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so much pressure right now. <laughs> no, no pressure at all. I am an original girl. Yes, okay, BFFs. Really? Yes, I love oh. the original. Yeah, I think the ratio the ratio is spot on. Give up sugar or give up salt? Oh, sh- give up sugar. <gasps> I know, I have such a sweet tooth. However, I feel like salt is that magic ingredient that can take something so simple and make it so delicious. Last one, coffee or tea? I'm a tea girl. I'm actually... To be very specific, I'm a bubble tea girl. Oh, okay. Um, I don't need caffeine to sort of fuel me through the day, which I think is a good thing. However, when that bubble tea craving hits, it hits hard. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a memory that you have of your first meal that you cooked? Oh, yes. So... There were a couple of things. So I was I was very keen on putting a t- like a meal on the table for the family. Like that was a that was like an exciting initiative for me. And I remember uh I think it was one time I was probably like 8 years old and my mom my mom was on jury duty. <laughs> and so it was just it was just myself, my dad and my brother at home. And I thought I'm going to do this big surprise. So my mom, you know, she she has this amazing pork chop recipe and I I had observed her enough. Um, she, you know, it's like this pork chop marinated in in ginger juice and black pepper and lemon. And then she would serve it with um, a rice that she cooked like with cabbage or whatever. So it was like almost like a fried rice with crispy cabbage. Mm-hmm. And mm, so that sounds good. So I thought, you know, I'm going to put this meal on the table before she comes home from jury duty. Okay. And she was, (laughs) I was eight eight years old (laughs) and, uh, and I think I moved, I don't know why I did this, but I moved the dining table into the kitchen. So maybe it was sort of like, I don't know what I was thinking. Like I wanted, (laughs) you know, like I wanted them to be near the service to feel the environment. (laughs) Like, I don't know. And, uh, my like my the proud moment for me was when I grabbed the ice cream scoop to scoop out the rice and like when it stayed in like perfect little balls like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I felt like I made it in that moment you know yeah, yeah so that was one of the first meals that I ever put together but I think as early as seven or eight um, I actually created my very first recipe uh, for like this sort of lemon marinated chicken that, you know, I put together with like a whole bunch of different pantry ingredients and we still eat that chicken to this day. No way. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it became a staple for us. Like I would come home. I was so lucky to be able to come home for lunch because my mom was at home and she ran her business from home. And so we would have these piping hot lunches. And so I taught my mom the recipe had maybe like eight years old. <laughs> well, she loved it too. Right. And so like we'd come home and we would have like this like piece of chicken can seared uh, with a heaping pile of hot mashed potatoes. It was the perfect fuel 
uh, to get me through the second half of my day. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would have that right time. now. And right now is what? 1030 in the morning. 1030. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, what about food memories, mm-hmm. which all of us have? Mm-hmm. Is there one for you, whether it's a visual, uh, a scent, a sound that brings back a memory of like a food memory? Yeah. I mean, like the, the one thing that I absolutely love and it never gets old is, you know, when my mom makes a biryani at home, which is, you know, that layered rice, rice dish, um, with meat and spices and stuff like that. The one like tradition, I guess that she always had, because she knows how much I love this dish is that, you know, she covers the entire pot with a lid and either cooks it stovetop or bakes it depending and she puts a little piece of tin foil on top to sort of uh, keep all the the moisture in the pan and the heat inside the pan so that it cooks evenly and quickly. And so the one memory, uh, and she still does it to this day, even though like I'm a big girl now, <laughs> you know, is that the moment that it's done and she brings it to the table, she has me lift off that piece of tin foil. So like that that like basking in the first, um, I love that. Yeah. That little bit of like, you know, the, the the steam and the, like, you know, coming off the biryani, that's like very nostalgic because that's something that I've done ever since I was a little girl. What would you say your cooking philosophy is? My cooking philosophy is not to overthink it. I feel like, you know, a lot of people, I, these days I feel people are embracing cooking so much more. And I just want people to get in the kitchen and cook and experiment and not to feel intimidated by recipes. So sometimes you hear a recipe's name and just based on association or what you what you know about it before or your experience with that certain dish at a restaurant, you immediately sort of think to yourself, oh, this is super complicated. I would never be able to recreate that at home. That This is something that I can only exclusively take out or dine in at a restaurant. And I like sort of like dispelling those myths and showing how simple some of these recipes can be. Um, so my food philosophy is get great ingredients the best that you can. And then, you know, take the time to sort of assess what, what, what do you like to eat? What are some dishes that you absolutely love? And try to break those down for yourself so that you can actually create them for your, like create them at home um, so that you don't have to take out or dine in all the time. Although I love supporting my local restaurants and takeout joints. Right. Absolutely. I love that you said that you're, you know, experiment with it. Yes. I think that was one of the challenges that I sort of set out for myself as I started building my cooking repertoire. Um, again, I love international cuisine and we're so blessed in Toronto to you have such a bounty of restaurants that represent different cultures so authentically right so we we have all these super duper authentic experiences uh, to pull from and then for example I love Vietnamese food and I thought okay how do we make this caramelized grilled pork right it, it's just so gosh darn tasty like how do I how do I do this at home right and I think our greatest resource now is we have our televisions we have the internet um and the landscape has changed so much since like even like within the last five years or 10 years the amount of resources that are available to us is incredible right so you can find 
a recipe for the most niche thing that you've ever eaten in maybe like a little village in Cambodia, but you'll have some sort of reference point somewhere on the World Wide Web uh, that'll help you get there, which is really exciting. I'm Mary Mamaliti, and you're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast. Today, I'm talking with culinary expert Vijaya Selvaraju. I know that you shoot uh, a whole bunch of videos and, and recipes and all that for your personal brand, but do you shoot and edit your own videos? And and what's that process like? Oh, it's a long process. <laughs> so I'll start with that because I think a lot of the times when you see that finished, polished, final product, um, it's short, it's sweet, it's easily digestible, uh, but it's it's so hard to understand how much work goes into creating that one piece of content. YouTube videos, yes, I do shoot myself. So there's a process where there's recipe development, shopping for groceries, prepping for the shoot, doing the shoot, which can take several hours. And then I think it's it's such an important tool, especially when you're in this industry, to sort of have a a little bit of knowledge in each of the areas just in case, you know? Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. um, so, you know, a long time ago, I think I started with iMovie, as one does. And, you know, I started teaching myself how to edit. And again, like I'm, I think everything's like a work, a work in progress. I feel like learning never stops for me and I'm never, ever going to say, oh yeah, like I'm at the top of my game. I can stop now, you know? So there's the same thing goes for editing and filming, um, you know, within the last year, for example, we completely changed our filming setup, our lighting, the equipment that we work with. Um, and it's so, it's so interesting because you just see the content evolve. So for example, on my YouTube channel, I think I have videos dating back to 2007, which are on private if anyone is searching <laughs> 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 for a reason. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's so crazy to see the evolution, even of my personality on camera. And like the dim lighting, the pixelized videos, but it's all a part of the history. And there are things that I still value to this day because it just shows the growth over that period of time. But yeah, we do everything ourselves. We do everything ourselves. It's a very like homegrown project. What are some of the things that you're researching the most right now? For me, it's like always about finding new ingredients to work with. I'm always excited by new ingredients. Like for me, research is going into an ethnic grocery store and spending like a couple of hours there perusing like every single aisle. It doesn't even have to be an ethnic grocery store. It could be a Fortino's to tell you the truth because I did that the other day. Yeah. It was It was like, so I said like, so my husband and I were at the grocery store and he knows what happens when we go to grocery stores. <laughs> and so, you know, sometimes I'm able to be efficient and I'm like, okay, we've got to get this lasagna on the table in the next 45 minutes. And I grab exactly what I need. So there are two personas going into grocery stores uh, when it comes to me, the person who's super fast and efficient and grabs exactly what I need and zip lines out of the grocery store and the other person who just wants to see like every inch and corner of the grocery store. So that was me a couple of <laughs> a couple of days ago where I'm like, okay. And he's like, okay. And so we can check out and I'm like, come on, you know, 
what we're doing tonight. <laughs> it's like a form of entertainment for me, you know? Uh, so, you know, we were, we, you know, going up and down the aisles and you get so much inspiration from seeing ingredients that you've never been exposed to before or heard of before. And it's, it just makes you want to pick them up and like do something with them. So yeah, for me, like research is like very hands-on in that sense. At the same time, um, in the line of, in my line of work, uh, we get to experience a ton of different kitchen appliances and tools used in restaurants that are sort of scaled down for home use, which are amazing. So yeah, it's like a mixture of both. And then of course, you know, with social media, we're always in tune with the current trends and what's happening what's happening in food we all know the viral feta pasta from 2020 yeah <laughs> you it's know it's true yeah it's um and now like with the frozen honey and stuff like that it's so it's so interesting to see how things take off so it's all about keeping all of the senses open and just uh, being observant of what's happening around and you know I don't necessarily jump onto trends necessarily. For me, at the end of the day, it comes down to food that tastes good and that's quick and easy dishes that people can get on the table and feel good about. Do you notice a shift in the industry where there's a lot of food going on in TikTok mm. in a sense mm. where a lot of trends, food trends are emerging from TikTok, whereas before we would look at these trade shows, we would look at what the industry dictates and it's almost like TikTok is, is now kind of pushing certain food trends onto people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like the fact that, you know, TikTok has broken down the barriers and boundaries when it comes to food, right? So I think like back in the day, we would always look to chefs. Like if you're a chef, you went to culinary school, you're the icon that's going to teach me how to cook. And so, for example, when I joined the Marilyn Dennis show, I just wanted to be the home cook that was teaching other home cooks how to cook because I just thought, I think that's relatable, right? Because if I were to see the sort of high-end five-star chef uh, preparing this pan-seared pork with a medley of vegetables or what have you, you know, there might be a part of me that says, yeah, well, he could do it because he has the culinary education and, you know, uh, he's this well-seasoned chef, but I don't know if i I have it in me to recreate this beautiful dish that I see on TV. And so this is where something like TikTok, although a lot of people are like, oh, come on, TikTok, how do you take these people seriously? Like how? And I'm like, no, it's not like that, right? And we can't think of this platform in that way. What, the way we have to think of TikTok is it's encouraging people to cook. So even if it is that viral feta pasta that you've seen a million times over and that you're bored with, do you know how many people in my feed made that pasta? Like they went out, they bought the blocks of feta, they bought the tomatoes, right? And they were just excited to try it, right? And so the so that got you in the kitchen, right? And there's no way that I'm going to look at that and say, like, you know, oh, TikTok is so annoying. Like it's, oh, it's not in the slightest. Trains, right? Because it's, yeah. it's, getting, it's getting more and more people to cook. It's making cooking accessible. These short videos are very um, aspirational in a certain sense because the cooking process is so condensed that it gives people this feeling that they can accomplish it too. 
Okay, last game. Fill in the blanks. Yes, let's do it. Blank is how I temporarily escape. The office. Doesn't matter how many times I watch it. It's just like, if I just want to relax and like I'm having a hard day, that show always puts a smile on my face. If I could go anywhere right now, I would go to blank. I would go to India. It's been a while since I've been to India, especially with uh, the COVID restrictions and stuff like that. And India was such a hot spot for COVID. So like if things were safe, I would go there. I want to try blank. I want to go to like the Swiss Alps. Like I've had raclette. I've had raclette in France, but I want to go to the Swiss Alps and be like on the top of a mountain eating raclette. Love asking this question. I ask all of my guests to share a kitchen confession with us. So what is your kitchen confession? Uh, My parents are my toughest critics when it comes (laughs) to my meals. So there are times where, you know, like even to this day, I made a broccoli cheddar soup uh, the other day. Mm -hmm. And um, even I found it to be a little rich, but, you know, I didn't say anything. And I, I gave the batch to my mom. I'm like, do you want me to make this for you again? She's like, no thanks. (laughs) (laughs) No, mom, don't hold back. (laughs) I knew knew, because you know what? I was a little cute. I was a little heavy handed with the cheese, okay? Because I figured, you know, like more cheese can't be a bad thing. You know, everything everything in balance. So I know I'm going to scale back on the cheese (laughs) the next time. Um, There's like no, you know, or like I can just read my mom's face. Like I can read my mom's face. You know, the moment she takes a bite, I'm just like staring at that face. And I'm like, she doesn't have to say anything. I just know if it's going to be good or not good. And on the other hand, for example, last night I made a lasagna and without, you know, within like a couple of seconds, she's like, oh, that's so delicious. She's like, I want to take some home with me. Uh, But you know what? Honestly, that has, that's what has helped me grow because they'll taste my food. They'll be really honest about it. And, you know, I have no hesitation, like, you know, uh, the fact that they're honest is great for me because that helps me grow as well and become a better cook. And so, yeah, it's, it's but that it's still is the greatest kitchen confession. Share. <laughs> Loved it. Oh, mom, you are so much fun to talk to. Um, if listeners want to reach out for more information, they want to get to know you more. They want to follow you. Um, where can they find you? You can search my very long name <laughs> on whatever <laughs> social media platform. So I'm Vijaya Silveraju. Usually when you type out my first name, the rest follows. Um, you can find me mostly on Instagram and YouTube. I also have a Facebook page. And of course, be sure to tune in to the Marilyn Dennis show on CTV. I have a great family there. Been on that show, I think, for six years now, which is crazy. Wow, time, time flies. Yeah, time flies by. Um, yeah, and just uh, if you're curious about food, want to learn how to make food from different parts of the world. Uh, be sure to reach out. I love talking to everyone in our community. We have such a great community that we've built up. Um, And it's just nice to know that people are curious about food, are keen to eat and also get in the kitchen. It's that time we've reached the end of another show. Did we get your stomach growling? Head over to kitchenconfession.com for more recipes and foodie finds. Plus, you can check out ami.ca forward slash kitchen confession for all the latest on the podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and review so we can keep bringing you more episodes you'll love.
Our producer and editor is Matt Agnew, and I'm your host, Mary Mammolini. Thanks for listening. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.